Are you between a rock and a hard place? Are you not sure if you're a sinner or a saint? Do you think you've lost your salvation? Let me take you to the New King James Version. In the book of Matthew, chapter 18, verses 12 through 14, and Jesus says, What do you think if a man has a hundred sheep and one of them goes astray? Does he not leave the ninety-nine and go to the mountains to seek the one that is strained? And if he should find it, assuredly, I say to you, he rejoices more over that sheep than over the 99 that did not go astray. Welcome to Save the Lost at All Costs. Posted by Save the Lost at All Costs, Inc. Featuring your sister in Christ and humble servant of the Lord, Nina S. Griffin. Welcome to Save the Lost at All Costs. I'm Brother Vernon J. Davis, Jr. Sister Nina is on assignment. We're going to open up the phone lines right away. If you're local to the Las Vegas area, the call-in number is 702-650-5588. That's 702-650-5588. If you're outside the Las Vegas area, the toll-free number is one 800 366 8883. You are also being streamed live on KKVV.com's website. That's www.kkvv.com. Minister LeSharon and I just waved at you. Also, you can see us streaming live on uh, Save the Loss's uh, website, which is www.savethelosslv.org. That's www.savethelosslv.org. Also, the radio uh, tune-in station is uh, KKVV 1060 AM. Uh, if you have a cell phone, you can listen in as well, which is 563-999-3194. That's 563-999-3194. And your mobile device can turn into a listening device just like your radio. And uh, as I said, Sister Nina is away on assignment. We have Minister LaSharon here to help me and guide me through this show. Welcome. Thank you, Brother Vernon. How are you today? I'm doing great. Awesome. Let's just open up in prayer. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we just come to you this evening or this afternoon, and we just thank you, Father God, for the word. Lord, we thank you that we have knowledge of the word. We thank you, Lord, that we are in fellowship with you, relationship with you. And, and Father, we just pray that whatever needs to be spoken today is spoken. Father God, let it be just a word in season, Lord, to the listeners, Lord. Prepare hearts, souls, and minds, and, and just use us as vessels through which your word, your spirit flows through to today. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, today's topic is apprehending the promises of God. Many people love the Lord, believe in Jesus. However, they're not seeing the promises of God manifest in their lives as much as they've been given to us. The promises of God in him are yea and amen. That means that every promise that Jesus died for us to have, we are able to appropriate by faith. We're soon approaching the resurrection, which is also known as Easter. It's a time when we're reminded of the reality of the work of Jesus on the cross and the eternal life, the inheritance that we have as believers, the power and authority that we have. And yet, we don't quite see this always manifesting in our lives. And so today, we're hoping to shed some light on ways that we can 
apprehend the promises of God, that we can take hold of those promises. Uh, the dictionary definition of apprehend is to take custody of, to arrest by legal warrant or authority. To apprehend in Merriam-Webster is to arrest, to seize either physically or mentally, to become aware of, to perceive, to grasp it mentally, to perceive and understand and recognize the meaning. In the Bible, that is to attain, inquire, and eagerly lay hold of, overtake. That means we have promises of Jesus that we can overtake, that we can stand on and know that they are going to come to pass because he says yes and amen. And so today we hope to shed light on ways that we can take hold of these promises because God's word says that he is not a man that he should lie, nor is he the son of man that he should repent. If he said it, it's as good as done. He who called us is faithful, Brother Vernon. And I, I, I'd just like for you to look up that Second Corinthians one twenty, please, if you would, and speak uh, which translation you'll be uh, reading from, please. Second Corinthians one twenty, chapter 1, verse 20. I'm reading from the New King James Version. And for all the promises of God in him are yes and in him amen to the glory of God through us. Amen. And if you could look up 2 Corinthians, Peter 1 and 4. So all the promises of God in him are yes and amen. Amen is so be it. And all the promises, if you look it up in Greek, Hebrew, and Latin, all is all. So all the promises that God has given us through Jesus Christ is yes and amen. And so we must first have a knowledge of these promises Yes, you said Second Peter. Second Peter one nine. Okay, still from New King James Version. Second Peter, chapter one, verse nine. For he who lacks these things is short-sighted even to blindness, and has forgotten that he has cleansed from his old sins. Continue, please. And verse ten. Therefore, brethren. I'm sorry. Are you reading Second Peter? Second Peter, chapter one, chapter verse one, four. verse. Nine yet. Okay, verse, verse four. four. Okay, I'll go back up. Okay, verse four says, "By which have been given to us exceedingly great and precious promise, promises, that through these you may be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust." Can you read that one more time, please? Verse four, "By which have been given to us exceedingly great and precious promises." that through these you may be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. Exceeding and precious promises, Amen. that through them we may obtain this divine nature. That means the same nature that God was talking about in Genesis, where he said that in the beginning he made us in his nature and his likeness. Amen. And so that when Jesus came, he came to restore us to our original state, which is that divine nature, that image of God and that dominion of God. And so these promises are yes and amen. We have that same power that raised Christ from the dead dwelling in us, that same power that overcame death and, and the burial, the resurrection that we are getting ready to celebrate that eternal life. Amen. That eternal life. And, and so when we find these promises, we have a right. We have a right to take hold of them. We have a right to appropriate them in our own lives. But there has to be a knowledge of them. Amen. And so when we take hold of that, it's by faith. Amen. Um, if you can look up Titus 1-2, please. And we're talking about apprehending the promises of God. Okay, Titus chapter 1. 
verse 2, in hope of eternal life, which God, who cannot lie, promised before time began. Before time began. God, who cannot lie. So, so when Adam forfeited the original nature and, and dominion that we had in Genesis, God knew he knew what was going to happen, and he already had a plan in Jesus Christ before the foundation of the earth. And so, again, God is faithful who promised. He is faithful. He is not a man that she, he should lie. He is not the son of man that he shall repent. Amen. In the Bible, here are some of the promises that God made in the Bible that we already have knowledge of if we know anything of the word. To Noah, he said he would never destroy the world again through the flood. Through Abraham, he promised to bless the descendant, his descendants and make them his own special people. Through the Mosaic Law, which is the foundation for the Ten Commandments, this, command, this covenant, he remembered his covenant with Abraham and he brought the children of Israel out of bondage from Egypt, out of the slavery of bondage. Uh, David, he said that he would always establish one of his descendants on the royal as a royal heir on the throne. He fulfilled this through the lineage of David with Jesus Christ. That Jesus came out of that lineage, and then the covenant of Christ is for all mankind, regardless of race. And this extends to every man and woman. And this covenant that he made with Jesus actually brought us out from under the law that it is by grace now that we have this covenant. So I'm going to have you actually look that up in Galatians 3, 27 and 29. Galatians. And this is the covenant of Christ where all mankind, when we are in Christ, we have a covenant. We have promises of God. And it's not based on race and it's not based on being male or female. Not at all. You know, so would that be Galatians 3, 20 through 29? Three, Galatians 3, verse 27 through 29. Oh, 27, I'm sorry. Okay, I'll still out a new King James Version. Galatians chapter 3, verse 27. For as many of you as were baptized into Christ have put on Christ. 28. There is neither Jew nor Greek. There is neither slave nor free. There is neither male nor female. For you are all one in Christ Jesus. 29, and if you are in Christ, or if you are Christ's, then you are Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. According to the promise. Amen. That is the original promise that he made in Abraham. And that promise, he says, can you read it one more time? Verse 29. Uh, read, tw read the whole thing okay. again, please. Verse 27, for us, many, for as many of you as were baptized into Christ have put on Christ. 28, there is neither Jew nor Greek, there is neither slave nor free, there is neither male nor female, for you are all one in Christ Jesus. 29, and if you are Christ, then you are Abraham's seed and heirs, according to the promise. Isn't that something? It's not based on your race. It's not based on your gender. It's based on the promise of God. Amen. And so Amen. that is good to know, especially nowadays with all of the division that's going on in our nation that the promise of God is not based on our gender. It's not based on whether you're male or female. It's not based on whether you're Jew or Greek, black or white. It's not based on that. It's based on the promise of God. And the promises of God in him were, what was that? Yes and amen? Yes and amen. Okay. I'm looking at the scripture. Yes and amen. So here are some ways of apprehending the promises of God. 
I'm going to have you look up uh, Romans 10 and read verse 9 through 11. The first is to believe. Amen. Romans 10, verse 9 through 11. Yes. Verse 9, Romans 10, verse 9. That if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Verse 10, for with the heart one believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made into salvation. 11, for the scripture says, whoever believes on him will not be put to shame. Continue on, please, through verse verse 14. Okay, verse 12, for there is no distinction between Jew and Greek, for the same Lord over all is rich to all who call upon him. 13, for whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Verse 14, how then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how how shall they believe in him of whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? So once you hear the gospel and believe, acknowledge, believing the promise and confess with your mouth, you shall be saved. Whoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. So the first step in apprehending the promise of, of God is first, you have to believe. You have to believe that Jesus is Lord. You have to have that covenant with him. Amen. And then you have to have a knowledgement of a promise that, that of what he's offered you. That just by calling on him, you shall be saved. That puts you in covenant with him. Amen. And that's by faith. You apprehend by faith. So the second step is knowledge. You find a promise or word for your particular circumstance or situation. I'm going to have you look up Hosea 4 and 6. So as you apprehend the promises of God, there there must be a knowledge of the promise for which you're standing. So whatever that area is, whether it be one in finances, mm-hmm. whether it be one in health. In fact, 3 John 2 says, Beloved, above all things, I wish you prosper and be in health, even as your soul prospers. So we have the ability to be blessed mentally, physically, spiritually. Man is a spirit. He has a soul. He lives in a body. New is in the Old Testament. Bear with me. 1288. There's a knowledge of the word, a knowledge of the promise of what you'll be standing on. That was Hosea 4, verse 6. Okay, Hosea 4, verse 6. My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Because you have rejected knowledge, I also will reject you from being priest for me. So the second step in apprehending the promises of God is you have to have a knowledge of what that promise says. It's it's like when people say, well, if it's God's will to heal us, well, healing is in the word of God. Jesus went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed of the devil so that God and his word are one. He said in the beginning was the word, the word was with God and the word was God. So if it's in his word, it is his will. And and just like in the natural, when someone dies, they leave a will. So you read that will to see what you're inheritances. So if you don't have a lack, uh, if you don't have a knowledge of what your inheritance is, the devil will steal it. He's a thief. Amen. He will, You will forfeit that which you've been given. It's like if someone left you a million dollars and you're living homeless on the street because you haven't read the wheel that they left for you. Right. Can you read that one more time, please? Hosea... Hosea 4, verse 6. My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge because you have rejected knowledge. I also will reject you from being priest for me. 
So we hear a lot that ignorance is bliss. <laughs> ignorance is not bliss. No, it's, not. it's expensive and it could cost you your inheritance, your destiny, Amen. and your life. So the second step, the first step is you have to believe. You have to have be in covenant with God. You have to believe that he is and he is a reward of those who diligently seek him. And then you have to have a knowledge of, of that word, of that promise that you're believing for. Amen. Did you? The third step is having faith. I'm sorry, is there a call coming in? Yeah, okay, let's take that call. We do. Go ahead. Okay, so the third step is we have to have faith. I'm going to have you look up Mark 11, 22 Mark 11. through 25. We are apprehending the promises of God. Of first, believing and being in covenant with, with the Lord. Two, having a knowledge and mm-hmm. finding a promise or a word that for that thing or that situation in which we're believing for. Amen. And then we have to have faith in it. And what was that address again? Mark 20. It's Mark 11, Mark 11 22, 22 through 25. Okay. And, and he says, you know, God says, without faith, it's even impossible to please him. Right. That those that come to him must believe that he is. Right. And my Bible has the, the red letter edition, which means it's Jesus speaking. Um, so that's verse 22 through 25. Okay. I know we, we have a caller. Uh, so we'll take the caller first. And then we'll read the verse. Hello, you've reached uh, Save the Lost at All Costs. Oh, yeah. Yes. You know, it's easy to accept Jesus as your Savior. That's the easy part. But uh, it it takes uh, a lot of willpower to keep it. Just like if we keep our liberty and our freedom within our country, you know, it's easy to be born here and wake up <clears throat> and wake up as an American, but but yet it's it's not easy to keep your freedom and your liberty. So it's it's hard to to live with the Holy Spirit is uh, takes a lot of willpower. It's it's doing it. It's not just uh, saying I I accept it because it it affects our decisions, our lives every day. You know. <clears throat> well, man is a triune being. We're made in God's image, and so man is a spirit. God yeah. is a spirit, and those that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. And so yeah. we are a spirit, and so we right. have a soul, yeah. mind, will, and emotions, and we live in a body, and what you're talking about, the willpower is actually of the soul. When we believe in our heart and confess Jesus as Lord, we are saved, and it's the Holy Spirit doing the work in us. Yeah. It is well, the Holy a, a, Spirit that gives us the fruit of, that right. has the evidence right. of it. So, and, and faith is not of the mind. Faith is, is, it's like the spirit says, I know, I know. Okay. And the, and the soul right. says, I, I, I agree. think, I agree. Yeah, I, and I the agree. body says, I feel right. But mm-hmm. faith is of the heart because you can have doubt in your head and faith in of the heart. God said, faith is of the heart. The Believe mind. in your heart, not your mind. Believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord. Yeah. So your mind sometimes, you ever gone to a house and you think that this is an address you're looking for and you realize you're not even on the right street? Like your mind, sometimes you'll go in a room and forget why you went in there. Your mind plays tricks on you. In fact, the Amen. battlefield of the devil is in no, the mind. No, 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 that's stress. That's not my mind. That's the stress created by Satan. That's not my mind. That, 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 that's the stress, the condition created by Satan. It's a constant battle every day. 
I tell you what, you live for the Lord, you're going to be attacked every day. Amen. Um, amen. But battle, thank man. God for I mean, his promises that are amen. yes and amen. So I'm going to thank you for calling, and we're going to get right back on that subject of inheriting and apprehending the promises of God. Because you know what God says in his word? He says, casting down imaginations and strongholds and every lofty thing that would exalt itself, thought that would exalt itself against the knowledge of Christ and bringing every thought captive into the obedience of Christ. So we can take captivity of our thoughts. We can decide what we will think of because we have to line up our minds and declare and decree. We have the mind of Christ. Doesn't mean we're not going to be tempted. But Jesus said out of every temptation, he has given us a way of escape. Amen. Amen. Thank you for calling. Okay, I wanted to comment on that. With me personally, what I've been through, I found surrendering. Surrendering. And with prayer that's helped me recently for where I've been at, it... Sure, he mentioned something about the will, but it's my will. And I know this. everything still exists on this fallen world. Mm-hmm. For me, when I surrender, and I surrender all the time, the, the blessings are coming where I almost feel like guilty about it, but just God working. It's not Vernon. Mm-mm. It's God. And when I surrender every day, it's constantly on my mind. I'm in constant conversation with God. And it's so amazing what's happening and to me, the key word, you surrender, just surrender. It's not what I want to do anymore. It's not, I want to do this, I want to do that. I surrender. And that's what I tell and share most people. Surrender, get yourself out the way, read the word. I'm still learning. And, and when I'm not sure, I pray to God, help me. Amen. It's Christ in you, the hope of glory. And so with one of the things you said is surrendering. And part of that is renewing our mind. Amen. We have to renew our mind. When we come into Christ, our spirit is saved. Our spirit is righteous. However, we still got stinking thinking. So it's by renewing our mind with the word of God that we start to line up our mind with the mind of Christ. And then we start to say what God says, which is one of the things we're talking about today, Amen. apprehending the promises of God. All right. We have another caller. Hello, you're on Save the Lost at All Costs. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Uh, I just want to agree with that gentleman that called. Um, you know, I go to a Bible study, and, and even out here in the street, people say that the more they get closer to God, the devil attacks them more and more and more. I mean, the devil hates anybody that gets close to God. He just hates them. It, it I'm not talking about your salvation, because once you're saved, that's when the devil's really going to hate you and attack you, and that's going to be daily, I mean. And if he doesn't, that means you're not close to God, you're not in prayer, you're not reading your word, uh, your conscience has got to be clean and and holy. you got to be holy, too, you know, just not just read the Bible and then go on like that. you got to pray every day. as a matter of fact, you got to pray 24 hours a day or the devil's going to attack you. This That's is, all I have to say. This, this is very true, and I agree with you, because when we come into Christ, we, we have an enemy. It's the enemy of our soul. And I, I agree with you with the attacks, but all, the Word also so, says that greater is he that's in us. Yes. And so one of the things, if you look at the war that went on with uh, between... 
Jesus and the devil even, not really a war, but the temptation in, in the wilderness where the devil spoke the word to Jesus. And, and one of the ways Jesus responded was speaking the word. We have a full armor of God. We have a belt of truth. We have a breastplate of righteousness. We have shoes, which are the gospel of peace, a helmet of salvation, a shield, a shield of faith. But those are all defensive weapons. The only offensive weapon we have is the word of God. That's the sword. So when the Amen. devil came yeah. at Jesus and he said it is written Jesus had to came, come right back he attacked Jesus with his identity right after uh, Jesus God had just told him that he was his son his beloved in whom I'm well pleased he was well pleased so if if the devil attacked Jesus identity if he tempted Jesus none of us are immune but we he was our example so he used the word if you look at Goliath and David where Goliath came up against David Goliath said David said Goliath said David said Goliath said David took his head off so it's a war of the words it's it's like God said speak those things be not as though they were he gave us the creative power of the spoken word he never said look holy spirit and jesus it is dark he said dark be light sick be healed broke be whole and so we are to speak the word of god to stand on the promises of god that god is not a man that he shall lie that it is yes and amen and we continue to press for i'm not saying it's an easy walk but because he said wide is the way of destruction but narrow is the path of life and so we have we we are seated in heavenly places we live in two realms simultaneously yes we live in this world and there are all kinds of things that come up against us but guess what we are seated spiritually in heavenly places far above all principality power dominion and might and greater is he that's in us and he that is in this world so we have to come to the knowledge of who we are what we have and what we can do and we we were not you know a lot of us were not weak in the world we were great sinners and so now that we're in the kingdom of god we've got to be great for the kingdom of god we've got to be great for the army of the lord and that's prayer 24 hours a day and be holy and read your bible all the time and 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 fasting is a is a good thing and this life's not a bowl of sherry you know after you you accept christ you're gonna have a lot of problems but you had problems before you were going to hell before christ you had the biggest problem you were going to hell i mean at least if nothing else when you're in christ you can say dandy and good you know you just gotta stay close to god you do thank you so much for calling sister god bless you so again um before we go further let me just clarify as i talk about apprehending the promises of god i'm not saying that we are immune and set back there's as many are the afflictions of the righteous but out of them all uh we are delivered and so again we're walking, the just shall live by faith. That means you're not living by the five senses. You are living by the spirit of the living God in you. You have to come to the knowledge of who you are and then the power that's in you and how we're talking today's subject. How do you apprehend these, these promises? We're not saying, one of the things I haven't gotten to yet is how the devil will challenge the miracle that God gave you. Not just faith to obtain a promise, but faith to sustain it. Look at the Shudamite woman. Mm-hmm. When, in fact, let's turn there. That is in, let me see if I can find it. It is in Second Kings 4, 
verse 8 through 17. And this is the story of Elisha the prophet where the the Shudamite woman blessed her with a son. And Mm -hmm. then the very son that God blessed her with, the devil attacked. Because we know anything that comes to steal, kill, and destroy is of the devil's handwriting all over. And so even when God blesses you with, with, with blessings, it's not like the enemy is not going to tell you, you have true. an enemy to your soul. So one of the things that we're doing today are giving you key points to how do you apprehend the promises of God? How do you take hold of, you know, in the word that God says, these things belong to you. This is part of your inheritance. But when your life does not line up visually with God says belongs to you, that's what we're going through these key points. How do you, how, how do you grasp hold of those things? And one is by believing. It's having a knowledge of the truth of what belongs to you, having faith in God. And that's what we're getting at before we got the caller, that you have faith in God. And God says, whosoever shall say unto this mountain or this problem, be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea. Meaning whatever that big thing is, you put it aside and not doubt in your heart, but believe those things which you say shall come to pass. You shall have whatsoever you say. Amen. And so we're not walking by the five senses. We're not saying that this is a cakewalk and that, you know, we're just going to go through this life on a cloud. No, you have signed up in the army of the Lord and the Lord is the Lord of hosts. He's the commander and you have come to fight. <laughs> okay. The good fight of faith. So I'm going to have you read the story of the uh, Shudamite woman. Okay. That's uh, second Kings. Chapter four, starting at verse eight. Now it happened one day that Elijah went to Shunem, where there was a notable woman, and she persuaded him to eat some food. So it was as often as he passed by, he would turn in there to eat some food. Verse 9, And she said to her husband, Look now, I know that this is a holy man of God who passes by us regularly. Verse 10, Please let us make a small upper room on the wall. So pause right there for Mm -hmm. one sec. She made room for the man of God. Amen. Okay, so we have to make room for the Holy Spirit. Are you trying to do this faith walk by yourself, or are you making room for the Holy Spirit? You said something earlier, Brother Vernon, when you said with your testimony that you surrendered. You made room for the Holy Spirit. It's not you. It's God in you. The hope of glory. It's you living and moving and having your being in him so a lot of times are we making room for the holy spirit or are we continuing on our own path to do things our way and asking god to bless our mess (laughs) go ahead continue verse 10 again please let us make a small upper room on the wall and let us put a bed for him there and a table and a chair and a lampstand so it will be whenever he comes to us he can turn in there Verse 11, Uh and it happened one day that he came there and he turned into the upper room and laid down there. Verse 12, then he said to Jehazi, his servant, call this Shunammite woman. When he had called her, she stood before him. 13, and and he said to him, say now to her, look, you have been concerned for us with all this care. What can I do for you? Do you want me to speak on your behalf to the king or to the commander of the army? She answered, I dwell among my own people. 14. So he said, What then is to be done for her? And Jehazi answered, Actually, she has no son, and her husband is old. 15. So he said, Call her. When he had called her, she stood in the doorway. Verse 16, then he said, about this time next year, you shall embrace a son. Okay, so hold on a sec. There's a promise there, right? Right. There's a promise. Carry on. 
And she said, No, my lord, man of God, do not lie to your maidservant. 17. But the woman conceived and bore a son. So she conceived. She believed the man of God. The word said, Believe the word, believe the prophet your God, and so mm-hmm. shall you prosper. So you, you, she believed it. She mm-hmm. mixed faith with it. And she conceived. Mm-hmm. Carry on. But the woman conceived and bore a son when the appointed time had come, of which Elijah... The appointed time. Amen. Not in our time. See, here's the deal with the with the fight to faith. <laughs> we, we got everything microwave. We stand in front of a microwave and say, hurry up. Okay? And so at the appointed time, at the appointed time, there is a time for everything. Amen. Amen. And verse uh, 18, And the child grew... Now it happened one day that he went out to his father, to the reapers, 19, and he said to his father, My head, my head. So he said to his servant, Carry him to his mother. Verse 20, When he had taken him and brought him to his mother, he sat on her knees till noon and then died. Okay, so hold on. We know this was a promise of God. We know that she conceived, meaning she received the promise of God. She conceived spiritually. And she conceived naturally, there was evidence of that promise Amen. in that son, and then he died. So we know that everything that comes to steal, kill, and destroy. So here, here's her miracle. The very thing that was promised to her by God, the very thing that she received by God, the very thing that there was a manifestation for of God, now it's attacked. Amen. Verse 21, and she went up and laid him on the bed of the man of God, shut the door upon him, and went out. 22, then she called to her husband and said, please send me one of the young men and one of the donkeys that I may run to the man of God and come back. She may run to the The man man of of God. God. She didn't run to her neighbor. (laughs) She didn't run to the phone. She ran to the man of God, the only person that could help her. Right. Verse 23, so he said, why are you going to him today? It is neither the new moon nor the Sabbath. And she said, it is well. Okay, so stop right there. Her son died. And she said, it is well. She didn't say, oh, he's dead. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm grieving right now. She said, what did she say? Well. It, it is, is well. well. It is well. She spoke that thing be not as though it was. Right. She lined her mouth up with the promise of God because God promised her something. And she knew that it was her right to have it. Amen. And so she didn't agree with the circumstances. She kept her faith. That's why she closed the door and she ran to God. And then she spoke the promise of God. It is well. It didn't look well. Amen. It didn't look well. No. But to her, she believed. Okay. It is well. Now the doctor give you a report. It is well. In your body and the test results, everything is saying everything but. But you know that by his stripes you were healed. You know Jesus went about healing all who were sick and oppressed of the devil. So are you going to line your mouth up with the circumstances? Are you going to line your mouth up with the promises of God and stand on that promise so you see the manifestation of that thing? Now, not saying even though we line ourselves up with the promise of God that we're always going to get what we're believing for and asking for because we are the believers. God's a performer. He's sovereign. He can refuse service to anyone. However, our job as a believer is just to keep the switch of faith turned on. Amen. And that will, that in of itself will be, give you plenty, Amen. give you plenty to stay busy. Amen. Verse 24. Then she saddled a donkey and said to her servant, drive and go forward. Do not slacken the pace for me unless I tell you. 
25. And so she departed and went to the man of God at Mount Carmel. So it was when the man of God saw her far off that he said to his servant Jehazi, Look, the Shunammite woman. 26. Please run now to meet her and say to her, is, is it well with you? Is it well with your husband? Is it well with the child? And she answered, It, it is, is well. well. Now we know in the natural it wasn't well, right? right. But what did she? That's twice now. Right. It is well. Go ahead and continue. 27. Now when she came to the man of God at the hill, she caught him by the feet. But Gazazhai came near to push her away. But the man of God said, Let her alone. For her soul is in deep distress, and the Lord has hidden it from me and has not told me. Mm. 28. So she said, Did I ask a son of my Lord? Did I not say, Do not deceive me? 29. Then he said to Jehazi, Get yourself ready and take my staff in your hand and be on your way. If you meet anyone, do not greet him. And if anyone greets you, do not answer him. But lay my staff on the face of the child. 30. And the mother of the child said, As the Lord lives and as your soul lives, I will not leave you. So he arose and followed her. 31. Now Jehazi went on ahead of them and laid the staff on the face of the child, but there was neither voice nor hearing. Therefore he went back to meet him and told him, saying, The child has not awakened. Verse 32. When Elijah came into the house, there was the child lying dead on his bed. 33. He went in, therefore, shut the door behind the two of them, and prayed to the Lord. 34. And he went up and laid on the child, and put his mouth on his mouth, his eyes on his eyes, and his hands on his hands, and he stretched himself out on the child, and the flesh of the child became warm. 35. He returned and walked back and forth in the house, and again went up, and stretched himself out on him, and then the child sneezed. Seven times, and the child opened his eyes. So isn't that something he's seen seven times, seven being the number, the complete number of the Spirit of God, God right? Right. And, and so we know that he all was not well because here he had to come and, and revive him, right? Amen. But the words of her mouth were, all is well. Amen. We have a caller. We have another caller. Thank you for calling to save all loss at all costs. Uh, praise the Lord. Uh, God bless Brother Vernon and uh, the sister. Uh, Minister LaSharon. Sister LaSharon, God bless you. God bless I'm you. Elder Thank Thomas, you. and I've been listening to you all with the Word of God, and it's so beautiful to hear brothers and sisters speak the truth as Christ spoke it, because if we follow the Spirit, we won't fulfill the lust of the flesh. Amen. And when, when we follow the Spirit, also the Spirit is the one that works miracles, that keeps us with the mind of Christ. And, and, and empower us, and you make that statement, greater is he that is in us. Amen. We have the power. We overcome. We have victory. Amen. Lord. End of Amen. story. God bless. Thank you Amen. for calling. You for God calling. bless. So let's go back to our um, to our, our subject or topic matter, which is apprehending the promises of God. So we want to just refresh. The first thing is to believe. believe. And then it's to have a knowledge, knowledge. of the promises, right? Right. And, and God's will. What does God say about the situation, right? We just saw the Shunammite woman. She lined her mouth up with the word of God. And then Amen. it's to have faith, which we were going through in Mark. So let's, let's go back to that. I want to get through all these points. And right. we're kind of running a little... A little lower, slower on time. So let's just um, go with the faith when we talked about the mark. So I'm going to have you actually look up uh, Hebrews 11, 6 through 8. Um, 
have faith in uh, God was Mark eleven twenty two through 23. Mm-hmm. You're having faith in God. You're believing and speaking that faith. You believe as you speak, not it's going to happen because with God, there's no time. As you are speaking it at that time, you receive it. Amen. Like it says, she conceived the promise of God at that moment. She didn't say it's going to happen. She conceived it. She believed it in that moment. And then the other part of Mark 11, uh, 22 through 25 is if you have ought against someone, you're going to hinder your prayers. We didn't read that part because we were going to Hebrews. Mm-hmm. But in Mark eleven twenty two um, 2 through 25, it's where he says, have faith in God for verily I say unto you. Whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but believe those things he says, he shall have whatsoever he says. You shall have whatsoever you're saying. And then if you're standing, believing, and then not having on, not having unforgiveness, because doubt, guilt, shame, condemnation will all stop the flow of the anointing, the manifested power of God in your life. Amen. So I'm going to have you read uh, Hebrews 11, 6 through 8, please. Okay, Hebrews chapter 11, starting with verse 6. But without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Verse 7, by faith, Noah, being divinely warned of things not yet seen, moved with godly fear, prepared an ark for the saving of his household, by which he condemned the world, and became heir of the righteousness which is according to faith. Verse 8, by faith, Abraham obeyed when he was called to go out to the place which he would receive as an inheritance. And he went out, not knowing where he was going. 9, by faith, he dwelt in the land of promise, as in a foreign country. Amen. So so we see that. First, you read eleven six again for me. That first you're a believer that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. By, but without faith, it is impossible to please Not highly him. unlikely. Impossible. Right. <laughs> Not highly unlikely. It's impossible right. to please God without faith. Right. Not by need. Right. He's moved by faith. Right. Because if he was moved by need, the devil could manipulate him. He's Amen. moved by faith. Amen. For he who comes to God must believe that he is. Okay, so now you got to believe that he is. And Amen. he is who he says he is. Right? Amen. You have, you have sanctified him as holy. You have sanctified him as Lord. You've sanctified him as sovereign. You believe that he is and that what? He is a rewarder? Of those who diligently. Okay, diligently seek him. That means not just when you have a problem. That means not when you're in crisis. This is somebody who's diligently seeking God. This is Always. somebody that you have a relationship Amen. with. It's like if you had a, a marriage and you only spoke to your husband when you wanted something. Or vice versa, your husband only spoke to you when he wanted romance. Highly unlikely. So that is going to happen. I mean, it's like being be in relationship, being covenant. Uh, Romans one seventeen says, the just shall live by faith. So doubt and unbelief will short circuit your faith. That's true. So let's go back in and over the steps so far. Apprehending the promises of God is first believe, have a knowledge of that promise, have faith in God. The fourth one is ask. Let's look at James uh, 4, 2 through, two through 3. And then uh, in Philippians also it says, uh, be anxious for nothing but by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving to let our requests be known unto God. There's a peace that surpasses all understanding, guard our heart, soul, and mind. Mm-hmm. And, and what I want to say on that is part of that asking is to ask specifically to have a prayer of petition. 
So uh, we're reading from James as far as asking. Okay, that's chapter 2, verse... It's James 4, oh, four 2 I'm through sorry. 3. 2 through 3. James 4, starting at verse 2. You lust and do not have. You murder and covet and cannot obtain. You fight and war, yet you do not have because you do not ask. 3. You ask and do not receive because you ask amiss that you may spend it on your pleasures. Okay, so you have not because you're asking not. Are we asking God? And then are we asking him with wrong motives? So we have to have the right motive. Amen. Okay. And uh, Matthew 6, 33 is to seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, Amen. his way of doing things, and everything else is added. Right. So again, we're believing, we have knowledge, we have faith, okay? Amen. And we're asking. The next step is we have to be we have to be steadfast and immovable. I'm going to have you look up um, James 1, mm-hmm. verse 5 through 9. Okay, James chapter 1, starting in verse 5. If any of you lacks wisdom, mm-hmm. let him ask of God who gives to all liberally and without reproach. Okay, there's asking again, right? right. We shouldn't even say if you lack wisdom because we lack wisdom. Yeah, and it will be given to him. Six, but let him ask in faith, which no doubting, with no doubting, for he who doubts is like a wave of the sea, driven and tossed by the wind. Seven, for let not that man suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. Eight, he is a double-minded man, unstable in all his ways. Nine, let the lowly brother glory in his exaltation. So, again, we have to have faith. We come to God, we ask. Mm Mm-hmm. And we come to him having faith, not being double-minded, because if you think about it, a negative and a positive is zero, right? Right. So it's if, you, if you're double-minded, you're unstable in all your ways. So the, the next step, we have to be steadfast. We have to be immovable. Just like the Shunammite woman where it says, she said, all is well. She wasn't moved by what she saw. She wasn't moved by the attack on her son. God said it. She believed it. And that settled it. And that we have to be steadfast, which takes us uh, to number six, which is we have to mix the word with faith. So I'm going to have you look up Hebrews 4, 2. The principles of faith are taught. The spirit of faith is caught. The word alone will dry you up. It can turn into just legalism. The, the spirit without the word can blow you up, which can be sensationalism. It's when we have the word and the spirit together that we grow up. Amen. Go ahead and read, uh, if you would. I was just thinking about what you just said. Oh, but Hebrews, yes, amen. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 2. For indeed the gospel was preached to us as well as to them, but the word which they heard did not profit them, not being mixed with faith. Why didn't it profit them? They weren't mixed with faith. So they had the word, but they didn't have the spirit of faith with it, right? Right. That's why I said the word alone will dry you up. Right. The word plus the spirit will grow you up. Amen. So you have to mix the word with faith. Amen. Without faith, what happens? It's impossible to, to please God. God. Because you got to come to him and believe that and he, he is, is and that he is a rewarder, rewarder of those, of those who, seek him diligently. who diligently seek him. That's Amen. right. Okay, so now we got the, the steps of apprehending the, the promises of God. Or first, believe. Have a knowledge in the promise that you're believing for. Have faith in God. Have faith in what you're believing. Um, ask God. Ask what right motives, be steadfast, immovable, don't be immovable, don't be every time the the circumstances change, like when Peter said uh, he saw the wind and and began to sink, 
Yeah. You don't be get there. Just the fact he's walking on water is a miracle, yeah, right? Yeah. So it doesn't matter if God said we're going to the other side. Guess what? We're going, going to, to the, the other, other side, side. Period. Okay. So then uh, we have to mix the word with faith. The next one is I'm going to have you look up Acts 27, uh, verse 25. We have to keep the word that God has spoken to us. And Paul says in this one, it shall be even as it was spoken unto me. And then there's a scripture uh, in Luke 2.19 where Mary kept the promises of God, those things that were spoken of her, and and she pondered them in her heart. Mm -hmm. Go ahead. Okay, Acts 27, verse 25. Therefore take heart, men, for I believe God that it will be just as it was told me. Okay, I believe God. There's that faith again, right? Right. And I'm going to believe as it was spoken to me. So if God said it, I believe it, and that settles it. I'm not moved by what I see, what I feel, what it sounds like, what it looks like. Even the doctors will give you a diagnosis. God gives the prognosis. Amen. We believe the report of the Lord. Why did the spies not go into the promised land? Because they were afraid, and they saw, they saw the giants. Yes, and they, and they said, we, "Yes, for, is that for Caleb and Joshua?" Okay, I right? There was two. <laughs> okay, so here's the deal: God called that an evil report, meaning Amen. that they didn't have faith. Right. When you don't have faith. God says it's an evil report because anything not done in faith is sin. Amen. So we again have to come to God, believe that He is, and He's, He's a rewarder. Of those who diligently seek him. him, And without faith, it's impossible to please him. Right? Right. Right. Okay, so we're down to the last step. I'm going to have you look up Hebrews 10.23. Hold fast to the confession of your faith. Hold fast, meaning what are you professing? What are you saying? Keep speaking the promise. The enemy is going to challenge your miracle. Okay, Hebrews chapter 10, verse 23. Let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering. Without wavering. Without wavering, for he who promised is faithful. Is faithful. Amen. Okay, so again, apprehending the promises of God. First believe. Have a knowledge of the promise. Have faith. Have faith in God. Go to God diligently believing. Ask God. Ask God about what you're believing him for and ask him for wisdom. Uh, Be steadfast. Be immovable. Don't be moved by natural circumstances. You're a supernatural being and you worship God in spirit and in truth and his word is spirit and truth. Uh, Mix the word with faith. The word didn't profit them when they had no faith mixed with it. Keep the word of God that God has spoken to you. And then the last step is hold fast to that confession of faith. Line up your mouth with what God says. Amen. So um, I'm going to go over some of the promises of God. If you have anything that you want to inject or anything, we've got like. No, I'm learning from you. Your voice is it's just it's just inspiring to to. to to learn about that. So go Praise ahead. God. But if something comes, I will. Praise God. Well, here's the deal. This came out of a personal testimony that Sister Lena had, uh, Nina had mentioned when we were talking. I'm Amen. actually in the process of purchasing a vehicle and the engine light came on. And so she said, you know, that's the discerner if there was a way to move that. So here's the deal. I had, I believe that God had given me that vehicle and the light came on and I had to stand fast against all these crazy things 
things that were happening. Amen. So this is personal to me. Amen. This is like, no, I stand on the promises of God. Amen. Which are yes and amen. When God gives me something, no devil in hell has a right to take it. Amen. God says in his word, Romans 8, 28, here are some of the promises of God. As we wrap it up, we've got like three minutes. Uh, Romans 8, 28 says, all things were for good of those who love God, those who are called according to his purpose. God said in Philippians 4, 19, he will supply our every need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. In 2 Corinthians 12, 9, he says his grace is sufficient. Um, in 1 Corinthians 10, 13, he said we will not be overtaken with temptation. He will always provide a way of escape. He's given us victory, eternal life. Uh, Jeremiah 33, 3 said that if we will call out unto him, he would um, answer us and show us great and mighty things um, that we know not. Uh, Mark sixteen seventeen said these signs shall follow him, us that believe, not mm-hmm. us that have a title or a position, but believe. We shall cast out devils and demons, lay hands on the sick. If we eat, drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt us. Um, these are signs that follow believers. Greater is he that is in us, that greater works than these we should do. The promises of God go on and on and on and on. I would just highly just just admonish you listeners that if you have something you are believing God for find a promise of God for your situation and your circumstance believe him line up your mouth with the promises of God know that he who called you is faithful Amen. he is not a man that she, he should lie if he said it he will do it stand immovable steadfast keep saying what God says God bless you. Thanks for listening. Thanks for your time. May this word of God go into your heart. May it take root and may it produce fruit and and bring a hundredfold. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. And uh, we still have just a few minutes if you'd like to pray us out. Um, Thank you for listening for Save the Lost at All Costs. And could you pray us out? Sure. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we just thank you for your word. Father God, we thank you that we are in fellowship with you. And Father God, we thank you that... You have given us your Holy Spirit, Lord. You have sealed us with your Holy Spirit. And, and we pray, Lord, that you would bring these things to life. Bring bring your word to life in us, Father God. Give us a spirit of wisdom and revelation knowledge that the eyes of our understanding will be enlightened. That we come to the knowledge of the truth of our inheritance, of who we are in you, what we have, and what we can do. Lord, I pray that you would bless every listener under the sound of my voice. And just continue, Lord to do a mighty work. Take them, Lord, from faith to faith, from glory to glory. Let them see signs, wonders, and miracles, Father God. Let them know that those those miracles were not done away with, with the books of Acts, that you are still alive, you are still on the throne, and you still do great and mighty things. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you for listening to Save the Lost at All Costs. It is our humble prayer that the Most High God of all creation and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, continues to bless you and yours without cease for tuning in today and supporting this great move of God with your generous donations. Save the Lost at All Costs is a Holy Spirit-filled, live-called-in weekly radio ministry that has been airing since 2005 and serving in the greater Las Vegas community. We can be heard every Sunday at 3.02 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on Las Vegas. 
Vegas's very own Christian Talk radio stations, 1060 AM and 101.5 FM. Also, we are audio and video streamed in real time during our live broadcast at www.kkvv.com and our website, www.savethelostlv.org. If you would like to re-listen to a previous broadcast at no charge, make an online secure donation, or learn more about our ministry, please visit our website at www.savethelostlv.org. If you prefer, you can mail in a donation. Address it to Save the Lost at All Cost, Inc., P.O. Box number 335852, North Las Vegas, 89033. Again, our P.O. Box number is 335852, North Las Vegas, 89033. All donations made to Save the Lost at All Cost, Inc. are 100% tax deductible. For more information, please feel free to call or text us at 702-219-6882. Again, 702-219-6882. We would like to thank you again. Remember to remain in Christ, stay prayed up, tune in, and don't forget to save the lost at all costs, no matter what.